Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name's Barbara P., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd, and today we're reading from the big book. We're on page XZ on the second full paragraph, beginning with 16 years have elapsed, and reading one paragraph only. Today's readers are Crystal, oh, sorry, let me start with our 12 steps. Joni C. on the 12 steps, 12 traditions, Victoria L. Our readers of the text are Crystal R., Barb W., and Nancy R. Our newcomer greeter is Anne-Marie M. Our host of the second hour is Ken W.H. and Kathy S. will be doing our announcements. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, November 21st, 7 a.m. Uh, meeting is 20851, and the 10 a.m. meeting is 20852. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Joni, step right up. Good morning. This is Joni C. recovering in Minnesota. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge, only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Great. Thanks so much, Joni C. And Victoria L., would you read our 12 traditions, please? Sure. Good morning. This is Victoria L. calling in from Muncie, Indiana. Thank you for your service this morning. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Great. Thanks so much, Victoria L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. And please, if you've shared in the last few days, please limit your share to that so that others might share their experience too. To share, press, let's see, star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, say pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers today should be muted. Uh, and let's see, so today we are going to be reading on page XV on the forward to the second edition, second paragraph beginning with 16 years have elapsed between our first printing 
And paragraph ends with a much larger future ahead. So I have asked, let's see, Crystal R. to kick us off. Crystal, please go ahead. Good morning. Sixteen years have elapsed between our first printing of this book and the presentation in 1955 of our second edition. In that brief space, Alcoholics Anonymous has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups whose membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. Groups are to be found in each of the United States and all of the provinces of Canada. AA has flourishing communities in the British Isles, the Scandinavian countries, South Africa, South America, Mexico, Alaska, Australia, and Hawaii. All told, promising beginnings have been made in some 50 foreign countries and U.S. possessions. Some are just now taking shape in Asia. Many of our friends encourage us by saying that this is but a beginning, only the augury of a much larger future ahead. Good morning. Um, this is uh, Crystal R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from uh, Toronto, Canada. And I, I feel so grateful in reading this paragraph. I've traveled multiple places uh, to France, uh, recently Greece, different states in the U.S. I've, uh, I've been on a cruise in the Caribbean, and everywhere I have been, I have been able to find um, a meeting of either uh, Overeaters Anonymous or a meeting of uh, uh, Friends of Bill meetings on the cruise where it was um, uh, members of AA and myself. And every time I do that, no matter what else is happening on that vacation, on that trip, the moment I step into that those meetings, I'm home because I'm with um, with my fellows. We open up the big book and I'm home and I'm free. So I feel really grateful. But reading this paragraph this morning, what really dawned on me is it didn't have to be so. Like that didn't just happen. This AA didn't just mushroom out of out of nowhere. It's not because somebody, you know, uh, decided to ha- had really great meeting organization skills, or they had this like big expansion master plan, or they came up with like a a membership, you know, promotional strategy. But it's because every single one of those early alcoholics chose to recover and then chose to stay in recovery every single day. That means when their sponsor told them to do things they didn't want to do, they did it anyways. When they heard the word God and wanted to run the other way, they stayed and were willing to consider a new conception of God. When they were told to work a step forward, they actually completed it. When things upset them at work or home or family life, they didn't wallow in it. They went and found, they worked the steps on it, and then they found another alcoholic to help. When they tried to work with the sponsee and things didn't work out, they didn't give up. They got up and tried again. They got to meetings. They chaired those meetings. They called newcomers. They set up the chairs, whatever they had to do. When things in their life started to take off and go really well and they started to succeed, they didn't just forget about program. They started to put program first even more. And I realized that that is the responsibility God has given me too. 16 years from today, when, you know, a compulsive overeater works up the courage to Google the words OA, you know, it's my responsibility is that they don't just find a meeting, but they find recovery. You know, it's it's not the responsibility of OA World Service or, or the Zoom Corporation to make sure that they find a meeting close to them. It is my personal responsibility that when they show up to those meetings, that I am there, that they see a person 
who has that light in their eyes, who has that freedom from food, who is no longer held by her alcoholic thinking, who can say to them, I used to eat like you eat. I used to think like you think. My my relationships, my my life was a mess and it is no longer like that today. I have that lightheartedness where I can laugh at how things were because I am free today because I have physical, emotional, spiritual recovery. What makes our fellowship blossom and mushroom is not the availability of meetings, but for people to find real recovery that you cannot fake uh, when they come to those meetings. And that is my personal responsibility today, to do everything I can to be in recovery and stay in recovery. When I get to those turning points and I'd rather do something else, to choose recovery instead, so that 16 years from today, um, we can continue to say that this is mushrooming and people can find recovery no matter where they go. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Uh, Crystal R., thank you so much for kicking us off. So we'll go ahead and take shares. I'll be taking a list of names. Just holler at me and give me your name um, slowly if you can. And uh, let's see. And if you have shared, as I mentioned before, in the last three days, Please hold back. Let others get their their turn to share today. So who would like to share on this paragraph today? Linda D. Blanca B.J. Linda. Blanca. Bianca. Rhonda. Rhonda. Ken W.H. Ken. Gotcha. Okay, great starting place. Let's start right there. So I've got Linda D, and I'm not pronouncing your name correctly, Bianca or Blanca, Rhonda or Wanda, and Ken WH. So Linda, go right ahead. Good morning, everybody. What a splendid day. My name is Linda D, and I'm recovered in Connecticut. Wow. Um, I love what we're reading. I love it because um, the page begins with um, the idea of participating in a miracle. There's a wholesale miracle going on, and there is. I'll explain from my point of view. I'm 79 years old, so I've been here quite a while. But in 1939, I was a prayer. I wasn't called to earth yet. So I was waiting, waiting to be called. I didn't know that. In 1955, I was 11 years old. I went to Samuel Huntington School. And I was a good kid. I was a fat little kid, but I was a good kid. And I had a terrible disease, and nobody knew. My family had it, too. They didn't know. It's an amazing thing that many, many years later, I'm recovered and recovering every day, doing what Crystal so beautifully. I love this woman. I do. She described it 
I do what I need to do, whether I want to do it or not. Why? I don't want to die in an ugly state of mind and body. I love recovery. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Yes. Is it fun? Yes. Is it easy sometime? Yes. It's all those things. It is the most wonderful thing in the world to excuse me, to participate with all of you. I can't do it alone. I can't do it even with just with God, and that's a big just, because God is dazzling. I didn't even know God was real. Wholesale miracles happen here. And it's as it says at the bottom of the paragraph, this is just a beginning. And I owe I owe the universe, my gratitude in action, my love in action, which is service and being a loving human being who's no longer self-destructive. Isn't that incredible? I think it is. I'm very grateful. Bye-bye. I pass. Thanks, Linda D. Bianca, you are up, followed by Wanda R. Bianca, star one. Can be heard? Yes, now you can. Uh, well, good morning, everyone, uh, brothers and sisters in program. Thank you, Monitor, for taking this meeting. Um, this is Blanca. I'm from Central Florida, and um, I am very, very grateful today for couple of things, well, many things, the program most of all, but this paragraph reminds me of gratitude. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is around the corner, and I'm not terrified of the day. I'm not freaking out because I have, I know that I'm going to abuse, abuse the, uh, the food when I get there, and will I be okay and just Maybe I shouldn't go and just terrify that. I don't feel that way at all. I, I will be able to enjoy it uh, with family and friends, and um, I will be fine. I will be okay. And um, I'm an actress, and I, um, I have a feature film that is out, uh, and uh, a TV movie, and I'm very proud of it, and I watched it alone last night and I looked at myself in the, in the scenes that I was in and I looked fine. I looked normal. I looked, I looked grateful, which I am. Uh, at Thanksgiving tomorrow, I'll be with some family members that I was on the outs with that I hadn't spoken to for years. And I, I put an end to that and uh, cleaned up my side of the street apologized for my part in what had happened and I'll be seeing them tomorrow. So isn't that a miracle? If that isn't a miracle, I don't know what is. So my gratitude as I read these words of this paragraph is immense. Uh, God bless everyone. Have a lovely day. I will pass. Thanks very much, Blanca and Wanda R. You're up. You'll be followed by Ken W.H. 
Good morning, everyone. This is such a wonderful meeting. I'm enjoying it and learning from it. And the lead was so good. So um, I am grateful that I'm here and that, you know, um, I'm not going to be rocked by Thanksgiving. I I know that holidays uh, can be difficult. So I am navigating and um, coming to terms with uh, family members. And, you know, uh, I won't be able to eat because uh, I had a kidney transplant. So I keep my mask on, but um, I show up and I suit up, I show up, and I grow up. And... um, I know that the history, the history was so well outlined by the lead, uh, you know, of the um, practical aspect of helping other people and participating in the program. Um, I really felt like, uh, boy, that was a a great, great uh, lead. And um, so I know that for me, you know, the spiritual aspect is the most important. And someone said God alone can help us. So, um, you know, I know that uh, it's possible that I may get to other meetings or, uh, you know, but I I just want to say that um, someone said that when um, things are happening that you don't like, you know, um, is to uh, let it pass, you know. Um, And I know that distractions uh, of um, food, you know, were my uh, recourse. And now I don't use food to distract me from a pain of a situation or a personality. So I just, um, you know... uh, grin and bear it, you know, but I know it's more than that. I have to pray and turn to the 12 steps. And Bill and Bob, uh, you know, uh, help so much. Uh, You know, when I get to heaven, I'll be talking to them and being the big meeting in the sky, you know, and um, and participating in in a table of love, and I'll have my mask off. So um, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, and um, I love you all. Thanks. Thanks so much, Wanda R. So next up is Ken W.H., and I'll just say we'll be taking a list after that of names who want to share on this paragraph. If anyone just joins us, we are on page XV. Second paragraph, starting 16 years have elapsed. I'm just reading that one paragraph only. So, Ken, my friend, step right up. Good morning. Thank you. This is Ken W.H. from North Carolina, recovered compulsive eater. Um, I'm just struck by a couple of things in this paragraph. One is that word augury. When's the last time you used that word in a sentence or heard it in a sentence? It's one of those old words and part of the... Uh, what I like to think of as a broader vocabulary that we use today, but um, it's just an omen. 
it's uh, almost like a prophecy of what's to come, and um, there's still more to come. We don't even have a clue yet of how much more is to come. I don't, for sure. Uh, I pray that this fellowship just keeps growing and and um, that we don't uh, let it go, that I participate in uh, that growth as well by being present and available to others. Um, I'm also struck by the fact that it's, uses that word recovered very boldly, 150,000 recovered alcoholics uh, uh, registered uh, in groups. That's, uh, (laughs) wow, that's a lot in 15 years. Uh, It's a thousand a year. A lot of us coming aboard. Uh, Oh, that it would continue that way. Uh, That's my prayer. I'm also struck by the fact that Alaska and Hawaii are listed as um, other communities, if you will, um, other places in the world. And this is pre-statehood uh, in this country. So we're it, it's there's historical value in all of this. It just reminds me of how long ago this all got started and has exploded, if you will. It's almost like the discovery of, uh, I think, of the transistor when it was discovered and what a big deal that was and how big they were. And today, I mean, we've got artificial intelligence, Watson. It's incredible what has exploded from the discovery of one small piece of the puzzle. Um, I still have so much to learn. I'm still putting the puzzle together (laughs) with the help of God and you. Um, some of the pieces still may be um, hard to find, <laughs> may be missing, but I'm still working at it. So grateful to be here. Thank you. I pass. Thanks so much, Ken W.H. Well, we'll go ahead and take a list of more names. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Veronica Margaret B. B. Georgia. Veronica yeah. Margaret. Hey, hang on. Veronica Margaret. I heard a gentleman. Who was that? Ian F. Ian, gotcha. Ian. Nancy, Nancy, Nancy P. P. Uh-huh. Nancy, got you. Roz, got Lisa. Nancy L. Betsy P. Lisa, Amanda, Betsy. Now, let me just pause for a minute because I think there were some people in there. Let me tell you who I have. And if you only if you've already said your name, please let me know. Veronica, Margaret, Ian, Nancy, Roz, Liz, Amanda. Betsy. Nancy L. Nancy L. Okay. All right. Let me pause there because then we'll do a time check. We may have room for more. Let Veronica go right ahead without further ado, and you'll be followed by Margaret D. Veronica, star one. Sorry about that. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Veronica C. from New York, recovered. Um, You know, when I was looking at this paragraph, it could just seem like it's just all about the words. It's all about the understanding that the beautiful way that this program grew. But what really strikes me is that coming from a disease of isolation, coming from a place where I was quite self-reliant 
I, uh, I've always enjoyed individuals. I've always enjoyed being a part of things, but I never felt truly a part of anything. And um, because I oftentimes didn't feel worthy or I thought that I knew better and that others didn't know. So the beauty of this program for me is that it's in the relationships because I believe that it's relationships that heal us. And the first relationship that I really had to heal was with my higher power because I was separate from my higher power. He was or she was or it was or whatever that is, was someplace else. And I would just periodically bring that thinking into me. But I oftentimes was very separate and operating with all of that self-reliance, thinking that I was alone, thinking that I had to figure things out on my own. And um, I don't have to do that anymore today because with this program and with the degree of recovery that I'm gaining every moment that I work this program and work the steps, um, I find that my awareness is growing in terms of understanding my red flags when I'm making myself separate. I don't think I'm 100% successful by any stretch, but more often than not, I am able to recognize when I've made myself separate. And to me, that is a big gift. And the only way that could have happened is by working the steps and um, truly working the steps. And, you know, step 10 is this great pain reliever for me, but it's also the opening of so much more that I didn't even recognize about myself, so much more that I didn't know was there or I didn't want to see or I didn't think existed. And... um you know, with God's grace today, I'm recognizing all that and more. And uh, I do recognize the love. And I do recognize that I have more self-compassion today than I ever thought possible, ever thought possible. So I'm very grateful for this paragraph. I'm very grateful for everyone on the line. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks very much. Veronica C. from New York. Margaret D., you're up, and you'll be followed by Ian. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Margaret D. in Georgia. Um, The sentence that jumps out at me, and it really jumps out at me because of what the lead share was all about, Um, but in the middle of the paragraph, In that brief space, AA has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups whose membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. And it's the word recovered. The difference between being abstinent and being recovered is really that psychic change that takes place um, and so what I'm hearing in that paragraph, and also from the lead share, is that these people have not quit drinking. They are not on a dry drunk. But what they have done is they have recovered, and now they're 
thinking about others. They're thinking about what can they do for others. They're thinking, how can I be helpful? What does um, to God and to my fellow human beings or whoever's around me? Um, but it's this attitude of always giving and giving and then giving some more, regardless of whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable or anything else. The only question is who needs or who can I help and how can I do that? And that's that psychic change from it's all about me and you hurt my feelings. If only you would change or I don't feel like doing that because my favorite TV program is on or whatever. I really appreciate everybody in this program it it's it is an amazing program and welcome to the still suffering compulsive eater with that i pass thanks so much margaret d from georgia ian step right up you'll be followed by nancy p hey Alan. this is enf compulsive overeater in little kentucky very grateful to be here um Hearing this paragraph, what came to mind was, like a lot of people, the word recovered, but also the concept that, like, what they're stressing is the importance that there are alcoholics around the world who have flourishing communities. And um, I was talking to someone yesterday about how, personally, it's really easy for me to get caught up in the theory <laughs> of all this, of, like, you know, when I when I read the book, I love to dissect it and I love to analyze it and I love to to think about what does this word mean, what does this sentence mean, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what they're saying here is that the the really profound thing, the thing that is helping people is that you have recovered folks around the world because being able to see, like someone else said, recovery that isn't fake in a human being is the most profound experience that personally that I had when I came in. It was like I was desperate and I had read the book and the instructions in the book are very clear and they, and they do work. But the thing that made me want to follow them and believe that following them would do something was that I heard my sponsor speak. When I saw my sponsor and I saw the piece that she had and I saw you know, like, like it's, it's the being present in the rooms. It's showing up for folks. It's being there. Um, that, that is so helpful. Um, that's all about, that's all I've got to share. Love you guys out there. Thanks, Ian F. from Kentucky. Nancy P., and you'll be followed by Roz. Hi, good morning. Nancy P., recovered in Western Massachusetts. Thank you for letting me share. Good morning, everybody, and happy holiday. Um, so I've been in OA for quite some time, and I couldn't imagine doing all the stuff that's necessary to keep the lights on. I mean, I've had a lot of service jobs. I've been, you know, treasurer and intergroup rep and venue getter. There's a there's a difficult one when before the Zoom. And um, you know, I I'd wonder how I'd have the time to do all of it because I thought I'd have to do find a way to do it while I was eating, while I was thinking about eating, wishing I hadn't eaten, crying about eating picking and licking, lying, cheating, hiding and sneaking and stealing, all around eating. 
And that took, stuff took up a wicked lot of time. And I also had to, you know, live my life. I had to work and take care of the family and be angry and yell and be rude to everyone and alienate what few friends I had. That also took a lot of time. Like there really was no time for me to show up and, you know, be available and everything. But today I do all of those things. I mean, minus the hiding, sneaking, cheating, and lying and stealing and angry and all that. But I do everything that I need to do. And, um, and it's, none of it is hard. In fact, all of it is pretty easy, pretty, you know, I wouldn't say, well, it's pretty, it is pretty easy. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes you float down the road of happy destiny. Sometimes it's a slog, but most of the time it's pretty, pretty okay. And the reason that it's not difficult today is because now it's a working part of my mind. Some of it was tedious. You know, I'm not close and I'm not close intimate friends with every single fellow in the program. And some of it is mundane. There's still a lot of chopping and cutting and prep and, you know, planning and all that. But none of it is difficult. There's only one thing that's hard, and one thing only. And I'll give you a hint. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And with that, I'll pass. All right. Thanks so much, Nancy P. And let me just put a quick reminder, and then we'll get to Roz. Uh, We are on page XV, forward to the second edition, second paragraph. uh, Paragraph beginning with 16 years have elapsed, ending in a much larger future ahead, one paragraph. So, Roz, and you'll be followed by Lisa. Okay, thank you for your service. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California, which is in the county of Los Angeles. And uh, thank you for everybody's shares. They've all been so so hopeful and helpful. And um, what I think about and how I relate to this paragraph is that Wherever I go, um, wherever I travel in life, wherever I am, I can find a meeting. You know, of course, yes, we have phone meetings and Zoom now. And I think about how, you know, I've everywhere I've been, I I can always be in a meeting. Like, you know, visiting, you know, going to Indiana, and um, you know, being on a Zoom meeting in the in the woods where my dad lives, thanks to the, you you know. universe thanks to the of course the universe but internet and satellite service and being in Italy and being on a zoom meeting a couple of them with people I know having a zoom having a friend in in Israel from the vision for you meetings to be able to give my nightly review to on you know in their time zone Um, and then being on cruises and there's friends of Bill meetings and as as I heard earlier, it's because somebody shows up. Somebody has, a, you know, the service ethic and, you know, says to themselves, you know, hey, if I show up, that means that I'm being of service to someone else, whether they know it or not. Somebody showing up to the meeting, somebody having the key and showing up means that there's somebody else to be there to talk to, even if it's just one other person. And usually on those cruise ships, there wasn't very many people in those meetings. But, you know, I take my little mini book with me, and it doesn't matter what fellowship they're in, we're able to talk about our recovery. And, you know, cruise ships is especially hard because, uh, well, it depends on, of course, your attitude, but there's just food, there's food 24-7 on cruise ships. And 
thank God for um, the vision for you uh, uh, special edition recordings because there was so much chocolate cake on one of those cruise ships that I had to buy the internet and listen to um, special editions to um, to remind me of what I am. And that was a few years ago. So, uh, and it's just wonderful that wherever I go, there's a meeting, whether it's in person or whether it's on Zoom or whether it's in the phone. It's just mushroomed into a, to a 24-7 place for recovery. What direction am I going in? Am I going towards the food or am I going towards recovery? Today, I choose recovery. And as been has been mentioned, you know, I I get to I have, I, I have a garden that's one of my hobbies. Hi. And I get thank oh, never mind Ben. Thank you. I pass. <laughs> Thanks, Ross G from California. Lisa, you're you're up and followed by Amanda. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Lisa M from Virginia. And thanks everybody everyone for doing service in this meeting. And um, for me, what struck me with this paragraph was the worldwide effects of this program. And someone mentioned it before, you know, I'm a part of uh, 10-step train, and um, which is a way for me to stay clean and um, prevent the emotional buildup that happens that will drive me back to the food. And it amazes me the partners that I've had. I've had partners from South Africa and Germany and Ireland and Mexico and and various places in the United States. And um, it's just a testament, really, of the the worldwide effects of this program. And we're all working our 10 steps. And we're all, amazingly enough, on the, uh, pretty much the same issues and working on our recovery together. And it's just an amazing feeling. It's a, an amazing um, feeling to be a part of something that's so worldwide and um, so it, it just connects us all together, regardless of, of where we're from. And, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to share. So thanks, thanks, and uh, have a great day. I'll pass. Oh, thanks so much. Lisa M. from Virginia. And, um, and thank you to everybody for letting me know initials and where you're from. Amanda, and you'll be followed by Betsy. Amanda, star one. All right, I'll swing on back. Let's go to Betsy, and then we'll swing back to Amanda. Good morning. It's Betsy P. from South Carolina. And, um, you know, I just want to say how inspired I am by... um, the fact that this small group of men um, had such open hearts and open minds and were so willing and so committed that this program of AA um, has become this worldwide organization, unlike any other organization. I mean, there's no um, board of directors or, you know, anything like that. There's no one who tells us um, that, yeah, you're doing this right or you're doing this wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't always do it right. That means that, yeah, sometimes I do it wrong. 
but when I do, there's a loving voice that speaks to me. And sometimes that voice is from you all in the meetings. Sometimes it's from my sponsor. Sometimes it's from um, individual friends um, with whom I speak uh, and during outreach calls. Um, but that's the, the inspiring thing to me is that this is all about love, and it's it's about love dually with responsibility. And, um, you know, I really, I mean, I'm 72 years old. I've raised a family. I've retired from my career. And in all that time, I never developed the kind of responsibility, feeling of responsibility, the desire to be responsible, um, to carry this message and to be, do what I'm told in in my program and, and through this program, through the book and through my sponsor. And I'm just so thankful. I mean, it's just, I feel like every day is Thanksgiving Day. Um, at least today, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, because my life is so much easier today. And it's that doesn't mean that the details, that I don't have hard things that I have to do, or circumstances that I have to um, be around that I would choose not to. But today, I can do those things without losing my serenity. And I can do those things in a way where um, I can show love to the people that are a part of that that circumstance. And and, um, I can um, receive love. And I can give love. That's the primary thing. And I just couldn't do any of any of this without this meeting. And you know, there's another meeting, another few meetings that I go to, and it's all just so inspiring to me. All you fellows. Okay, thank you. Everyone, have a good day. I pass. Thanks, Betsy P. from South Carolina. Amanda, can you star one? All right, may have heard it. I may have heard it wrong. Um, Nancy L., and then we should have time for a few more shares. Good morning. This is Nancy L., recovered in Arizona. I had a delightful trip to Hawaii a few years ago. Um, prior to that trip, um, I was pretty new into recovery, maybe five years but I still just had this tremendous problem with late night eating. So I lived in California at the time, and my sponsor said, get some Hawaii numbers. So I did, and I wound up uh, having a friend that I could call at 10 o'clock my time in the evening when I was just compelled to go down to the kitchen and talk to her instead. And I I guess it would be like maybe five in the afternoon or in the early evening, her time. So um, I was privileged to go to Hawaii to visit my daughter. And I met up with my OA friend who took me to a meeting. And there they asked to, you know, if I would go ahead and give my story. And and I did, you know, I'm complete strangers and all that. But like we hear so many people say it was family. I just, I felt so warm and welcome there. I was able to give my story, and I believe that was just the highlight of my Hawaii trip was getting to 
to go to that meeting. So I'm ever so grateful for that. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Well, thanks very much, Nancy L. Hey, one more shout out. Is there an Amanda who wants to share? Okay, no worries. We have time for two more shares. Uh, just last reminder, page X B forward to the second edition, second paragraph. And I heard Jerry and Mary, if I got those Amanda, right. I'll share. My Joe. Okay, hang on one second. So Amanda, was that you that from the last batch? No, but I decided if it they said Amanda. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was well, there were a couple of folks in front of you, but hang tight because our eight o'clock will we'll have time, much more time for sharing. Okay, so let's get. We may have time. We may not. I've got Jerry, Mary, Amanda, and then Marge. So Jerry, go, if I have that correctly, Jerry, go right ahead. I'm gonna try and get everybody in. Was there a Jerry? All right, let's shoot to Mary. Is that Karen Kay? I'm sorry, who's this? Okay, Karen I might have missed every. Karen, did you say your name before? Yeah, okay, let's do this. Okay, it's very, very fuzzy. I can barely hear you. So why don't you go ahead? But if, if you're on a maybe headphone, you might want to come off or something like that. But go ahead for three minutes. Good morning. My name is Karen Payne, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit still transfer. Good morning, everybody, and I wish everybody a wonderful Thanksgiving. I was um, taught growing up in the program um, about bringing meetings to the people who are homebound, people that are having surgery, um, and they're not able to get out. We have a local gal here that um, I'm hoping that at least we can either do a Zoom um, meeting with her because of uh, COVID and stuff. She gets a little nervous about it. But it's about reaching out. For me, it was about re reaching out to people that were having surgery and um, or for some reason they were not able to get out or, or picking them up for a ride to a, to a meeting. And, and little did Bill know and where this was going to go because it, further on in the book it talks about in America. He just talked, focuses on in America now or, in, or an American businessman. So I don't think you really realize that this was going to go global. This was going to go worldwide. And um, I'm just grateful to be here and just claim my seat. And um, I'm just glad to be here. And thank you for uh, getting my name, Carrie Merritt. And my name is Karen, and I'm on the list. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right, Karen Kay, I've got all of you. Uh, okay, Amanda, then you are up, and let's go for Marge. I think that if you guys each take about two minutes, we'll be fine. Amanda, coming back to you, star one. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, Amanda H. from Illinois. Can I be heard? You can. Thank you. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to share, but when you said any, Amanda, I knew that was my prompting. So uh, <laughs> when, when I 
when I uh, first read this at the beginning of the hour, I thought, what what could I ever get out of this? But um, this one paragraph, and uh, man, this is how our HP works. It just meets you right where you're at. This book meets you right where you're at or meets me right where I'm at. And so I actually am gearing up for a cruise in a couple of days, and I've been uh, concerned about what that's going to look like with the food and to hear the shares and um, also the prompting to just show up. That's all I need to do. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks so much. I think I caught it well. Amanda H. for representing all Amandas. And Marge, you are up uh, and for three minutes. Good morning. Marge from Massachusetts. Thank you for your service today. And I only want two minutes, too, just to say how thankful and grateful I am for this program. And I came in in the... <clears throat> Uh, the middle of the 70s, maybe 76 or 77, and had the good fortune to be introduced to the big book. And any time I went to an AA meeting, because my I used to do that old thing, you know, three meetings a week, and now I do more. <laughs> That's the interesting part. The farther along in my recovery, the more I needed more meetings. It was just interesting. But just to say, um, just... To love, I love the idea that we do the, this whole whole book in the sense that we start way, like it says, gives us all the reasons to read this book, but also shows us that we are part of the future because they had no idea how many, quote, spinoffs, if that's the proper word, how many more 12-step programs would come from this beautiful AA program and how basic it is. And I've heard it many times at this meeting, just follow the book. You can't go wrong if you follow the book. And especially to work your, you know, to work all your steps but and live them, but especially your step 12 to reach out and help. So just wanted to say thank you, and thank you for all of the team that puts these meetings together, that voices and faces we may never see or hear, but they're doing their job behind the scenes and giving up their time <clears throat> so that you and I can hear each other and attend a meeting every day and never even leave home if I don't want to. Thank you. Ah, thanks so much, Marjo, for your share. Thank you, everybody, um, for a great meeting. Appreciate you all. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Today's ID for today, uh, Wednesday, November 22nd, is 20864. If you want to hear that all over again, you can 20864 for this meeting. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will, let's see, our reader today is Barb W. Will Barb W. please read A Vision for You? Our book has meant to be suggestive only until keep you until then. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, Barbara. Barb W., really thankful here in Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.